Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Seedery? They are the only sunflower seed company that has taken the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookSeedery.com. Do you like having posters and supporting your favorite athletes? Well, the Athletic Collection gives you a chance to do that with the best posters in the game. They have many different teams with many different sports. Myself as an LSU fan, I just got myself LSU baseball, LSU gymnastics, and LSU soccer posters to put up in the man cave. So get your posters today at the Athletic Collection, which you can find on Instagram and Twitter. Let's go. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Jim Cross. And this is the In Off the Bench Podcast. This is episode 12 titled Louisiana Lefty. And it is titled that because we got our man from Baton Rouge on who now pitches for LSU, DJ Primo. We're going to get his story, man. It's going to be a good time. But before we do, we got to plug the sponsors. we got to pay some bills. First of all, Chinook Cedary, eight flavors, mild to wild, the best in the game. Smith's Plumbing Services, man, our man Dustin is taking care of everybody in the Mid-South. Give him a call. And then, of course, Memphis City Design. Go out there, get off your in-off-the-bench merch. Go take care of these guys through NIL. Help support what we're doing here, growing the game. But let's get into the biggest interview and podcasting this week with our man, DJ Primo. All right, welcome in, everybody. We got a special Tuesday night edition. It's just me and the man himself, DJ Primo. This is, man, I love LSU episodes, and, you know, it's even better when I get to dive in one-on-one with a you know, upcoming stud like this. How you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me on. What's it like having the coolest name in college baseball? I'm just curious. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but uh, it's, it's definitely unique. I haven't really seen anybody. Except for Landon Marceau, he's got a good last name too. Right, y'all, y'all have the the EAUX, but I mean, like Primo, like I mean, that's just premium. Like, and then you got DJ, you know, shortening off, you know, your first and uh, middle initials. I like it. I dig it. I'm, it's gonna be on a poster you. soon behind me, so we good. Yeah, uh, of course. But you know, let's uh before we get in your story, let's break the ice. Let's uh talk about a couple of things. This first one wasn't even planned. I'm in an LSU group message right now. It's a bunch of guys of all mixed ages. And so they asked me a question about Snapchat, and I said, I don't Snapchat. I'm too old for that. So it led to a conversation about when is it too old to Snapchat. So I asked you as a college guy, at what point does someone get too old to Snapchat? Uh, um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, it's it's up to the person. I mean, I'd, I'd probably say uh, 50. Oh, uh, no, nah, I feel like I'm too – no, you're giving too much. I would – you're trying to make the people who do Snapchat that shouldn't be. Yeah, like, yeah I think if you like over thirty. Yeah, I know a lot of a lot of older folks who uh, who use Snapchat, so <laughs> trying to give them some leeway. But yeah, I, I think it just depends on the person, you know. Yeah, I would I would say you know I could even go as far as just saying once you out of college, but definitely at past your thirties. But I feel pretty good. I don't even let my daughter do it simply because uh, I've heard some horror stories. And so I'm the mean dad that don't let her do it. And I'm okay with it. Yeah, that's understandable. But let's transition to football, man. I don't know if you've been watching it. NFL playoffs been going on. If you have been watching it, do you have a team you think is going to win it all? Um, I have not been keeping up, but I have heard a lot about the uh... – the Ravens, I know Lamar Jackson's doing really well, so uh, I'll go with them. They're my pick to win it all. Did it's you at least? Control. Did you at least see the Jason Kelsey picture? At least tell me you see that. Mm, I could have. 
I could. He, he he is cheering on his brother in Buffalo, shirtless. Oh yeah, yeah. Full yeah. manly, hairy chest out there. Like it's man, I wouldn't go out there no matter how many layers I'm wearing. And this man, grown man out there, no shirt on. You know, shout out yeah. to him, support his brother. That ain't me. Glad I ain't, I ain't got to do all that. Yeah, that's number one fan right there for sure. Absolutely. So as far as you know, music right now. Is there a musician or a band right now that's just like your go-to, you know, whether it's, you know, working out, you know, or in the, in the truck, you know, what, what's your go-to right now? Yeah. So, um, let's see, whenever I'm driving around, it really just depends on the day. Um, most of the time I just throw on my, my little playlist I have, it's a bunch of different artists. I I'm really like, like hip hop and rap and all that, but whenever I'm pitching, I like to get in the, in the zone, I guess you could say mm-hmm. with, uh, like heavy metal kind of. So like Prong, uh, Metallica, all of them, uh, Slipknot, just like heavy metal. I don't know, just gets me, gets me in the zone. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so you know, talking about being in the zone, I picture who possibly could be, you know, an athlete that you know is your favorite. Now it could be somebody who's not a baseball player, but usually pitchers, it's usually a pitcher. Um, who's your favorite athlete you like to watch? Hmm. If I had to pick one, I'd say Prince Fielder. Nice. Prince it's Fielder. Not, it is not a pitcher. It is just an elite. Yeah. Hit. Yeah. He's just, he just looks like he's got a good vibe to him. So uh, I just like watching him. Yeah. No. Yeah. Solid, solid answer. But, you know, let's get into your story now. You know, where are you from? Uh, I'm actually from Baton Rouge, about 25 minutes away from Alex Box Stadium. There it is, man. Made for LSU. I, I love it, you know. So, talking about family, I was doing some research. Man, if I read it right, are you the youngest of five siblings? Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, I sure am. So, what's what's that like growing up, being being the little guy? Uh, Definitely get pushed around a lot. I mean, <laughs> you just learn to grow up kind of quick and, you know, fend for yourself, I guess you could say. Yeah, did it make you, you know, ultimately, you know, sharper, tougher in life, being able to, you know, I mean, you got to endure it from an early age at home. Oh, yeah. You know, you talk like we talk about uh, like learning to take a punch a lot. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of how it all happened. I mean, you got to learn to just take a punch. The The question that everybody always wants to know on big families is now that you are the age you are, who's the best athlete of the five of you? Oh, I'd have to say me, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's one of those things that de- it's always dependent upon age. But now, since you're the youngest and you're up there in age and you're and you know, you're getting into your athletic prime, you can, yeah. you can even it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So when it comes to, you know, young dude growing up, at what point do you start playing baseball? Are you one of those guys picked up a bat before you could really walk? Or is it one of those things kind of started later? Yeah, so I, I started playing baseball four or five years old, you know, started off with T-bar or whatever. I guess I fell in love with it. I guess I was pretty good back then, too. So I just kind of stuck stuck with it, and here I am today. Yeah, so growing up, you know, you're, you're a ball player early. You talk about being just, you know, 20, 25 minutes from Alex Box. Is that something that, that you did? Did you ever go watch LSU growing up? Oh, yeah, of course, all the time. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many games I've been to and, you know, just – being out there in the atmosphere, there's really nothing like it. Being able to experience it from a fan standpoint 
and now getting to experience it from a player standpoint, I mean, it's it's unreal. Yeah, absolutely. So when you were going to those games, and maybe you were too young to remember then, I don't know. Obviously, you probably went for a long time. Where is there ever an LSU athlete to just like you said, you know, I want to be that guy one day? Um, You know, seeing guys like uh, like Aaron Nola and all them that they come through, Ray Frimes, seeing all them play, Mason Katz, just to name a few, all them growing up, watching them play. I mean, they're like, they were the stars back then. And, you know, now you have the opportunity to be somebody like them. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to follow in their footsteps, I guess you could say. Yeah, if you were to follow in Aaron Nola's footsteps, you'd be really good. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you'd be taken care of all the way up to the pros, so no doubt. Yeah. All right, so what high school did you attend? Um, me and uh, Mikhail Hillier actually went to the same high school. We went to Central High School. I got you. And so while you were going to high school, obviously I got your high school baseball stats coming up. Were you playing travel ball at the same time? Yes, sir. I was during summer. All right. And who were you playing travel ball for? I was playing for Elite Squad. It was uh, it's kind of a like a, a southern kind of group, just a bunch of people from around the southern states. I got you. All right, so I got here. You're ranked as the number one left-handed pitcher and the number seven overall player in the state of Louisiana by Perfect Game. Ranked as the 90th ranked left-handed pitcher in the nation by Perfect Game. First team All-State All-District pitcher at Central High. Posted a 10-4 and record on the mound your senior season with a 1.51 ERA, 133 strikeouts in 86 innings. Oh, by the way, you also played the outfield and posted a 433 batting average. So, you know, you playing travel ball, obviously that gets you noticed. You're putting up these, you know, gaudy stats, and then you have that kind of ranking from perfect games. So at what point, you know, do you realize like, hey, man, I can do this very successfully on the next level? Yeah, so um, I guess I really didn't realize it until kind of my senior year. That was kind of whenever I took like a, a little level up, I guess you could say, as a player. And uh, really started to realize, like, hey, I mean, I'm I'm getting better at this and uh, probably should stick with it for as long as I can. So, uh, yeah, just took it day by day, try to get a little bit better every day, and that's where I am now. Yeah, so you start getting colleges recruiting you. Obviously, you know, I don't even got to ask you, you know, was LSU at the top, but was there other schools that you actually genuinely gave consideration to? Uh. I mean, yes and no. I, I, I get, they got on me pretty early, so I kind of just went with it. And uh, I mean, I heard from some other schools, but you know, I'm 25 minutes away from here. This is the pinnacle of college baseball. But so. I always tell the the advice I always say is, you know, when we talk to guys who haven't necessarily committed yet, go take the visits, even if you're never going to go there. Let them wine and dine you, make them believe. Yeah. And you just, just still pick LSU. Get a get a free trip. Visit the campus. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that's definitely a good point. I just, I the thought never crossed my mind back then. You know, I was so set on coming here. So, so, so when you get that call from LSU, which is where you've always wanted to go, you know, what's that feeling like? Um, crazy. 
That's all right. That's my dog making all that racket. Typical, right. typical LSU players. Going back to our <laughs> very first LSU episode was Cade Beloso almost four years ago, and his cat walked across the screen. So you're good. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, I'm sorry. What was the question, Hazel? Hazel messed me up. <laughs> no, nah, you're you're good. When you get that phone call to to go to the school that you boys want to go to, what's that emotions like? Oh, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just like immense gratitude I guess you could say like I, I I really couldn't think of a better opportunity for myself and my family um I mean you know a lot goes into picking the college that you're going to spend the next like few years at so uh just thinking about my family and like could they come watch me play all that and uh trying to you know build the best the best life I could out of what I got. So um, I really just decided then that it was like a really good opportunity for me. And I didn't think, I didn't think anything else would be any better. So. Yeah, no doubt. So you ultimately end up where you want to be. And, you know, interesting that I just brought up Cade Beloso because I start thinking about when we talk to guys who come from a certain area and they have a college like that, they always want to go to and they get there, you know, what were the emotions like? Cause I remember his episode like it was yesterday he talked about when he got out there he was excited but then he was like you know oh shit man like I'm out here in Alex Box playing and I was like man I hope I don't mess up did you have kind of that same thing or like were you like just ready to go not worried about any of that yeah I'd say I feel like every college freshman goes to that at least one point especially in a power five conference like we are I mean you know you you see like the big, the big, huge stadium and everything playing in front of a lot of people. And you're like, wow, I mean, so, so much could go wrong, but you know, that's, I think that's part of growth as an individual is just trying to block all that out and just seeing like, Hey, I have a task in front of me. Um, I got to complete this task to help my team win. So just being able to put all that behind you um, could help you be better as a player. And that's, that's just what the uh, mindset I tried to adopt. Right. So, you know, last year, at what point is the decision made? You know, you talking to the coaching staff where y'all say, you know, it's good that it'll be good for you to redshirt, you know, that year and just be able to take that year and, and you know, be a part of the system, learn and watch and take it all in. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, after the fall, um, did a lot of reflecting on myself, had a couple conversation with the staff and, um, had a few difficulties with my body and stuff, you know, just like some nagging injuries. So I uh, decided to get those squared away go ahead and take a red shirt year and um, just get an opportunity to like learn about what this place is all about and uh, get my feet wet and being here, getting schedules, all that, being on top of everything. And uh, just got a hold of everything, came back, um, worked a lot over the summer and uh, came back in the fall and uh, did what I needed to do. So I feel like I'm in a good position now. Yeah, absolutely. We uh we had Anson Aros on from Oregon last night, and he redshirted his freshman year. And we, we commonly talk to guys and they talk about, you know, the ability to be able to learn. But you, in your situation, really got – I mean, you're talking about a championship team and you're talking about some big-name pitchers. And so, you know, what was it like to be around guys like Skeens, Floyd, Hurd? And I think about Cooper being a lefty out of the pen – um, you know, being able to learn and watch from these guys. I mean, just, you know, you know, obviously it's exciting, but for you, it's a, it's a, you know, educational, like, right. Like you're being able to take in all that stuff. So just how important was it for you to be able to learn from them? 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. I mean, you know, you're learning from some of the best pitchers in college baseball last year. I mean, you got guys like Skeens. I mean, they they could go down as one of the best pitchers in all of college baseball in history. So, I mean, just being able to see, like, their daily routine, what they're doing, what they're not doing, and, like, understanding, like, where this, their success came from and, you know, being able to add that into your routine and uh, to help you become – a better player and a better individual. Yeah. And so I was at the ring ceremony and I seen you when you came out um, and you were smiling just as big as anybody else. So, you know, regardless of the, you know, Richard, you were a part of that team. You did earn your ring. Um, you know, so how good did it feel to get that championship ring, even though it was a red shirt season? Uh, it felt, I mean, very good. I mean, you, you know, that's a once in a lifetime thing, you know, uh, being able to win a national championship at any level is really a, an amazing accomplishment. So uh, just being happy for where I am and um, how it led me to be where I am today. I mean, I, I love that team. That team was great. Um, and uh, last year was awesome. So, uh, but all you can do is move forward. So that's what, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so you talked about, you know, playing in the summer, obviously you play for the Rogaroo. You know, what was that experience like? Obviously, you said it helped you get ready. Um, but, you know, um, I'm not as familiar with, you know, that summer league. You know, um, how many innings were you able to get in, um, you know, tune yourself up? Yeah, so I got I got about eight to ten good innings in me. Went about like two innings every every week or so and uh, continuously rehabbing the injuries I had previously um, while I was doing it. But it was able to I hadn't faced game pitching in a while. I mean, you think about it throughout the season. I mean, we throw a few bullpens here and there, but um, nothing crazy. So just being able to, uh, you know, pitch in, pitch in game and get that in-game atmosphere um, was really good. I, I'm glad that I was able to, you know, play in that league and contribute. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this fall I was able to make uh... – Numerous uh, scrimmages y'all had, exhibitions, got to see you um, pitch on a couple different occasions, and you looked real good by by my account, and so you said you felt good. So, you know, I mean, you've got to be feeling really optimistic and good coming in this season. You know, I read an article right up on you um, saying that you're going to be a big key out of the bullpen, and you look at the depth that, you know, this pitching staff has. Um, yeah, y'all just have – y'all have dudes for, for days. The list is so long, and – you know, especially lefties. It's wild when you look at the amount of lefties y'all got on the roster. But, man, I mean, just how excited are you to, especially with how you pitched in the fall, to be able to get in there, uh, especially when it's your turn and, um, you know, show them what you got. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody knows, you know, we got we got a really, a really deep uh, pitching staff here. And uh, just – just uh, sorry. She's <laughs> uh, – uh, but, yeah, so – yeah, we have a deep pitching staff, and uh, it's really nice just to know that, like, I mean, from top to bottom, it's like anybody could be put in any situation, and you know that they're going to come out and they're going to give it their all, and they're going to have success. So, I mean, that's really good just to know that you got the trust from every guy on the staff and that you can you can have all 20-something, however many pitchers we got, have them all contribute in some form or fashion, so – yeah, and you want everybody to stay healthy, but let's let's keep it real. You know, if you watch college baseball, you know there's going to be injuries. They don't necessarily – they're not necessarily significant, but, you know, some that occur. So being able to give guys rest, you know, adequate, proper time to to heal up, y'all have the depth to to be able to do that. And it's, it's just a nice luxury, something that y'all didn't have last year. 
you know, mm -hmm. um, y'all y'all lost a few guys and found yourself scrambling real early in the season. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, completely different than last year. Nice luxury to have. So, you know, this fall, um, you know, given a given an idea of some of the batters you face, you know, the listeners, especially the LSU fans want to know um, who are some batters batters that, you know, you face that that really impressed you. Um, you know, I think about the guys, the returners from last year, um, guys like Jared Jones and Paxton Kling, you know, they're they're making immense strides as a player. And, uh, you know, they're getting better each and every day. I mean, we've got new guys like um, uh, like Mac. Mac is a, a really good player. Um, you know, a lot of the new freshmen, I mean, we got a lot of freshmen coming in that, you know, they're they looking to make an impact. And, um, you know, they, they all look really good. I mean, it, from top to bottom, I think everybody can make a contribution. It's just whoever's hot and when. Yeah, um, you know, you don't you don't have the the Dylan Cruz, the the Dugas, the guys Beloso who have been kind of staples there. You know, uh, it's wide open. I feel like for the batting lineup, minus a few key guys, that, and you mentioned a couple of them, um, opportunity. I I think it's the iron sharpens iron. You know, um, bef you know, beginning of the season, y'all have guys that are y'all going to battle, and I like that. Like you're on the same team, but you're battling for that playing time, and I think guys are going to push each other to be the best versions of themselves, uh, especially in that batting lineup. You know, as mm -hmm. far as the, the pitching staff, I, I know every single one of you guys top to bottom, but like I said, our listeners may not, outside of those, you know, top dudes, so, you know, dropping Hurd and Holman and Jump, guys like that. Um, obviously, you know, people know about, you know, Herring and Gidry on the back end. Um, name a couple other pitchers maybe people aren't as familiar with that have been really impressive this fall. Um, Yeah, so I think, I think um, guys like – Aiden Moffitt, they uh he's improved tremendously. Um I'd say a lot of the new transfers coming in. Uh Justin Lower from Xavier. I mean Cade Woods from Alabama. Um, you know, a lot of guys. I mean, it seems like every single guy can go out there and get out. It's Fidel. Um, he transferred in from a JUCO. Guys, I mean, it, it's gonna be like you're you're gonna not hear this guy's name, and then the next day you're gonna hear me. You're gonna be like, "Wow, they they just blew that out of the water!" Like it's 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 gonna be crazy to watch, really. So how excited have you know? You mentioned those transfers. I mean, I bet they're stoked. Like, I mean, I get that you're good programs, and they probably have you know relationships there. But when you come to LSU, you know it's it's the school you've always wanted to go to, and it's, it's seven national championships. You're playing at Alex. I mean, just how excited have them dudes been to be there and be a part of that culture? Oh yeah, they're really excited. I mean, um I think none of them have been anywhere like this place. And um, you know, just being able to play here and play for these fans. I don't think they've gotten a real sense of the the fan, uh the fan people yet, but they're gonna get it and it's gonna be funny to to see them like see all the energy and stuff that happens on the field. So I'm excited for them. So as far as schedule, and this will be the last thing I ask about, you know, you look and and you got like Florida and you got Vandy and, and some other teams, you know, which team, you know, are you looking forward to coming the most? Is it the obvious? Is, is it Florida or is it somebody else maybe for you? Um, Yeah, I'd say really any SEC opponent. I mean, definitely, of course, Florida. But, um, yeah, just like really any SEC opponent, I mean, it's going to bring a, a great atmosphere and uh, it's going to be like really fun to play in. So I just can't wait for those series. And also the ones that Minute made, that, that'll be really fun too. That experience is 
I'm sure there's going to be nothing like it. So last time I was in Minute Maid, Jordan Thompson hit that absolute scud two years ago. That oh, I was sitting with George Cruz, and we couldn't believe it came off Jordan Thompson's bat because, I mean that that thing had it not been in a you know closed off stadium like that, uh, that I mean, thing was going 500 feet. I mean he he absolutely smoked that thing in for a walk off, and yeah, I, I liked Minute Maid, especially the LSU versus Texas game. Both teams uh, fan bases traveled well. It got really loud, but, you know, speaking of the fan bases and travel, well, I was going to ask you about this one. I'll be at both of these. Um, and when you look at the top three stadiums in the country, in my opinion, um, no matter what order you put them in, it's duty, it's duty noble, Alex box and bomb Walker. And y'all do got to go to bomb Walker and um, duty noble, you know, obviously it's on the road, but you've got to be excited, man. You're talking about two of the biggest stadiums in the country. How excited are you to go on the road in those SEC environments and hopefully getting the opportunity to pitch and, and you show them what you got? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a, a great experience. I mean, um, you know, the LSU fans, they, they're going to follow us wherever we go. So it's going to be like a little bit of homes coming with us whenever we go over there. I'm sure that, that there won't be all, all the other teams color in the stands. It's probably going to be half and half, maybe even a little bit more LSU sometimes. So, um I think it's going to be really fun, and uh, I can't I can't wait to be there. Yeah, I helped uh, change that a little bit. My son is a Mississippi State fan, and he made the mistake of making a bet with me, and now he has to wear purple and gold to the series uh, against Mississippi State, which he's trying to find his way out of. And I'm mm -hmm. going to teach him a lesson. 11 years old, I got you know hold him accountable. He made the bet. Yeah. So they told him he wasn't going to be welcome in left field lounge and get fed if he did. And I was like, y'all wouldn't really do that to him. So I'm making him wear his purple and gold, even as a Mississippi <laughs> State fan. Yeah, well, I'm sure he won't be the only one. So. I mean, the best story, the reason why they love him, they call him legendary. Two years ago when Dylan Cruz hit the go-ahead bomb in the ninth on them uh, that Friday night, I went and met them out at the buses. And I was standing there with George, and Dylan came up to give him a fist bump. And my son pulled his hand back. Dylan Cruz pulls his hand back and tells him, Hell State. And I looked at him and I was like, man, I don't even know who you are. Like, I was so embarrassed. I was like, this is the best player in college baseball. And you just stiffed that man on a fist bump for real? But it's all good. They've made up since then. We hung out in Omaha this past year. So they're yeah. good. But with that, man, let's get into a game. Don't want to keep you too long tonight, uh, man. Just kind of have fun, lighthearted. Uh, this or that is brought to you by Chinook Cedary. I'm sure you're familiar, man. Have you, have you had Chinook Cedary? Oh yeah. We got them in the dugout during the games. They're really good. Absolutely. What is your favorite flavor? Uh, my favorite flavor would have to be dill pickle. Cause, uh, I like the season. Oh my goodness. You so and good. Ty Floyd. Oh my God. Ty, it's amazing. I, I make I fun know. of Ty Floyd cause he's the only one. And now here you come. Yeah, it's it's so good. I don't know, just something about it. Like whenever, especially when you get to the bottom of the bag. Oh my god, it's great. My host has been doing combos on our Monday episode every week, and and he's coming up with clever names like Smoke and Toast and Bougie Cowboy. Well, last night he tried to mix dill pickle and uh, Smokehouse Barbecue, and he gave it the lowest rating he's given any of them. He said the the dill pickle just completely smothered the the barbecue. He couldn't taste it yeah. at all. Yeah, so, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, no, dill pickle is probably not going to be good for mixing, but he's got he's got to try everything. He's got to he's got to see what he can find. Yeah, but with that, like I said, this game is brought to you by them. This or that is very simple. Uh, I give you options. You pick one or the other. Can't say neither. Can't say both. Um, so here we go. First one: um, chicken or beef tacos. Mm, beef. All right. So you took beef. Beef or steak tacos. Ooh, steak. Definitely. All right. It's a weird question, but we like it. Liquid yeah. soap 
or bar soap? Bar soap for sure. Oh my god, me, you, and Vance Honeycutt. We found another one. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, purple uniforms or gold uniforms? Ooh, I'm I'm gonna go with gold. I like the gold too, but last year purple met Paul Skeen, so it was tough. Like I wanted yeah. to see purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what's more fun, a costume party or a pool party? Definitely a pool party. All right, I agree. Now I'm going to really put you through it. All right, right. first we're going to go Joe Bombs against Belly Bombs. Which ones are better? Hmm, that's a tough one. Um, I'd have to go with Belly Bombs. All right, Cruise Missiles against Tommy Tanks. Who has better home runs? I'm gonna go with Tommy just because they they go so far. It's pretty crazy. To well, see. It's interesting you would pick that because now you think about Omaha, you think about the home runs, belly yeah. bombs or Tommy. What we got? Well, we got the tanks or the, the belly bombs. Tommy, gotta be Tommy. Gotta go Tommy. Uh Joe Barrett was my has been my favorite player, uh, and that's my boy. And so I'm a, I'm a fan of Joe Bombs. Plus, it looks so good off a of lefty's bat. Like you, oh, yeah. I know you as a lefty probably appreciates it. So, oh yeah, I mean respect all of them. They all look great to me. So, no doubt. All right, would you rather be lost in a jungle or trapped in a haunted house? <clears throat> they both suck to right. be clear. In the jungle. In the jungle, for sure. Man, you, hey, look, you're you're an LSU I've, tiger, but but you know, Mike the tiger is not caged in the jungle. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. I just I don't I don't know the haunted house. I don't like haunted houses. <laughs> I wouldn't either, especially if it was real. Um, yeah, for sure. Private yacht or private jet? Private yacht. Yes, man, you're answering these things right. I'm all down. Yeah, yeah minus the Joe bomb one. I let that slide up. All right. <laughs> Be the number one overall pick or win a national championship? Mm. Win another one. Yeah, I used to say it's crazy to think that you'd want to win a championship over be the number one pick, but we have our other show, Pros and Joes, and um, Skeens and Floyd came on together, and I asked him would he rather have his national championship or the first pick in the $10 million dollars. And he said he would not trade the national championship and all the memories that came with it for the yeah, yeah. money. And so when you have a guy who actually has been through that and they tell you they still take the championship, it's like, all right, he he knows. Like, and I'm going to, I'm going to go with him on that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, you are off the hot seat before you get out of here. Is there anything you want to plug or promote? Uh, No, not really. I think I'm all good. All right. Well, if you want to see what DJ's up to, you can follow him on IG at DJ Primo. Add an extra X on there or LSU Baseball, one of the best, you know, creative teams you can get. The hype videos, the schedules, everything's always out there. Follow LSU Baseball, especially if you're a fan. Go over to Twitter, check out anything, hashtag the powerhouse. Um, looking forward to you guys trying to repeat as national champions. I'm going to be there for at least three if not four home series and then like i said i'm gonna see you boys away at uh mississippi state and arkansas man so i'm excited i'm excited to see you on the mound see what you can do so man i uh, just hope that you can stay healthy this season and uh man be able to you know do the things that you hope to do yeah thank you very much mr jim man no problem all right that's dj primo everybody if you like hearing his story or you just like hearing average joe's talk x's and o's 
Please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, ratings, comments, feedback is always welcome. We will see everyone tomorrow night, episode 13, with Ty Atkins. We're going to travel out to Hawaii. They start the season with Ole Miss. We're going to get his story. But in the meantime, remember, strong body, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We are out.